welcome to another episode of Headlines presented by the Coast News Group. It's Wednesday, October 21st. I'm Ryan Wolt recapping your North County San Diego news from the past few days. At the time of this recording, San Diego County has reported 53,000 total cases of COVID-19. That's an increase of 2,254 new cases since last week. There have been an additional 31 coronavirus-related deaths since the last report, increasing that total to 857. The rolling 14-day positivity rate has gone up from last week to 3.3%. Also increasing is the county's case rate at 7.0, keeping us at the threshold of 7, albeit just barely and maintaining our status quo in the purple tier for at least a few more weeks. San Diego-based healthcare diagnostics company Genolite has received emergency youth authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for their rapid COVID-19 antibody test. Genolite's SARS-CoV-2 multi-antigen serology panel tests for the presence of antibodies that the body produces in response to the novel coronavirus. The company says that the panel and their diagnostic system can provide lab-quality results in just 20 minutes. The FDA's emergency use authorization allows for the use of unapproved medical products during an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases or conditions. Emergency use authorization has been granted to a large number of companies since the COVID-19 pandemic began for rapid approval of diagnostic tests, personal protective equipment, ventilators, and other needed devices. The San Diego region's unemployment rate has declined to 9% in September. That's a half percent drop from the previous month, according to figures released by the State Employment Development Department. The unemployment rate at this time last year was only 2.9%, and the region has lost 117,700 non-farm jobs, plus an additional 500 agricultural jobs over the past year. According to the San Diego Workforce Partnership, the unemployment numbers are skewed by the as many as 30,000 additional San Diegans who have dropped out of the workforce altogether since February. Unemployment rates typically only count people who are actively looking for work, so these people may not be factored into the economic recovery data. The Oceanside City Council narrowly approved a conditional use permit and waiver for a new medical cannabis manufacturing facility. The facility will manufacture cannabis vaporizer cartridges, isolates, tinctures, and topicals, as well as package flour and concentrates for medical use only. The facility is classified as a regulated use under the city's zoning ordinance, therefore requiring a permit approval from the council. With the exception of testing labs, cannabis businesses must stay a 1,000 feet away from any other regulated-use businesses, as well as public and private schools, childcare facilities, public recreation facilities, religious worship facilities, and residential zoning districts. The city found that this project complied with the city's general plan policies, even though it did not meet the minimum separation distances. The commander of one Marine Expeditionary Force was relieved from duty after an investigation into the training accident that killed nine young servicemen in the ocean near San Clemente Island earlier this year. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Regner was removed from his post as commanding officer due to loss in trust and confidence in his ability to command following the sinking of the assault amphibious vehicle about 80 miles west of Encinitas. The Marine Corps has not yet released an official determination of the cause of the accident. The Escondido Union High School District is in the third week of their phased reopening plan, which allows for small groups, including special education students and English learners, to return to campus first while opening campuses to some other after-school learning workshops for students. District Superintendent Dr. Ann Staffieri announced the phased reopening plan, and once the county enters the orange phase, the district will return all students to campus for a blended learning model, with students on campus two days per week and participating in virtual distance learning for the remainder of the time. 
Just weeks before the election, Tri-City Healthcare District candidate Jim Burlew's alleged election meddling and past legal entanglements with the hospital have raised questions about a potential conflict of interest. According to court documents reviewed by the Coast News, the Oceanside resident was hired as Tri-City Medical Center's facilities director in 2013. Approximately a year later, Burlew was fired for violating the hospital's nepotism and conflict of interest policies after hiring several of his relatives to work under his supervision and lying about it. After his dismissal, Burlew returned to collect his belongings and left with a stack of patient logs containing the personal information of over 35,000 patients. Burlew is denied taking the files, claiming he discovered them in his truck after arriving home, and is also denied sharing the documents as alleged before returning the records to the California Department of Public Health. Tri-City filed a complaint against him in 2014 alleging negligence, breach of contract, receiving stolen property, misappropriation of trade secrets, and conversion. Burlew filed a counter-complaint against the hospital for wrongful termination, which ultimately resulted in a settlement agreement. During this 2020 election, Burlew's opponents have accused him of sending campaign emails posing as other candidates. And now, a quick word about our podcast host, Anchor.fm. And we're back. Engaging in a vigorous debate and discussing election toxicity, Encinitas mayoral and council candidates participated in the Coast News Clean Campaign virtual forum last week in honor of their pledges to maintain clean campaign policies. Those participating included mayoral candidates incumbent Mayor Catherine Blakespear and challenger Julie Thunder, District 1 candidate Councilman Tony Kranz and challenger Alex Riley, and District 2 candidates Deputy Mayor Kelly Hinsey and challenger Susan Turney. Moderated by reporter Caitlin Steinberg and Kelly Kyle, host of the North County Beat podcast, the forum was divided into a general discussion followed by a public Q&A, which can now be found on thecoastnews.com. Just click on the purple and gold clean campaign badge on the homepage. The Move Your Feet Before You Eat Foundation has decided to host a virtual Oceanside Turkey Trot event this year. According to director Kathy Kinane, the Oceanside Turkey Trot has raised more than $370,000 for local schools and nonprofit organizations over the past 14 years. This year's participants can take on the Turkey Trot and post their results anytime between November 14th and the 29th on the Turkey Trot registration page. They're also encouraging participants to post their trots on social media using the hashtag OSIDEturkeyTrot. In Carlsbad, a judge has dismissed one case and continued two others until December 15th in the first hearing regarding Carlsbad Councilwoman Corey Schumacher's temporary restraining order against three current and former Carlsbad residents. Schumacher's case against 77-year-old Larry Posner was dismissed with prejudice, while the cases against Noel Breen and Anthony Bona will continue. In response, Breen and Bona have each filed an anti-slap or strategic lawsuit against public participation motions against Schumacher. The city of San Marcos has launched a promotional campaign with the help of local graphic designer Mike Nelson. The campaign, called Sunny San Marcos, is an effort to support local breweries and businesses during the COVID-19 crisis. Councilmember Randy Walton came up with the idea to create a logo and a slogan to promote San Marcos. To start, they have launched stickers that were designed by Nelson, founder and creative director of Type G, a branding and design company. The design features bright San Marcos rolling hills next to a body of water in the city's iconic Double Peak Park. The stickers have been made available for free at local breweries. Residents who want one must visit one of the establishments to purchase food or beverage. In Oceanside, the new Scripps Medical Center Jefferson is officially open. The new 85,915-square-foot outpatient services facility is the healthcare provider's largest North County outpatient health center. 
The $85 million medical center holds 93 exam rooms, 12 procedure rooms, 12 cancer treatment bays, 4 operating rooms, and 2 gastroenterology suites. Solar power arrays and other design features promote energy savings and conservation. Free parking and an on-site coffee bar are also available for patients. Finally, if you're a San Diego County voter, you should have already received your ballot, and you still have time to sign up for the Where's My Ballot app at sdvote.com. With the app, you'll receive a notice when the registrar receives your return ballot and when it's officially counted. Sign up at sdvote.com, where you can also find an official list of ballot drop-off boxes. Those are the key Coast News headlines from the past week. Thanks to great Coast News reporters Lexi Brote, Jay Paris, Catherine Allen, Samantha Nelson, Dan Brendel, Steve Petersky, Caitlin Steinberg, and Tegas Lane, whose stories we recap every week. You can find all of those stories and more on thecoastnews.com or pick up a copy of the Coast Newspaper. You can find them all over North County, San Diego. And if you like this show and want to hear more podcasts from the Coast News, please help support our podcast programming by becoming a monthly supporter. Click the support link on the coastnews.com podcast directory or on anchor.fm. You can find links in the show notes. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing this show wherever you listen to great podcasts. This episode of Headlines was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is the editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check back every Wednesday for your local news headlines. Headlines.